Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to No Laugh Track for downloading or streaming. Whatever you're doing right now, <clears throat> thank you. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and um, I haven't done this yet, but you know, a lot of shows, they throw a little something at the beginning, kind of a, like a... They do it in post and then throw it at the beginning saying, uh, you know, this is a setup. And um, I've never done that. I've heard it. And this, I'm doing it right now for one very good reason, because my guest uh, was was and is Andy Kindler. And we just he just started going. And I never really got a chance to introduce things or say that. So I'm doing it right now. This is episode eight. <laughs> my name's Justin Severson. This is No Laugh Track, Acme's official podcast. Thank you for listening. And here you go. No more comedy from me. I'm so tired of it. Can't you podcasts uh, get your comedy separately from me? And then I find out I'm not paid my normal podcast fee, which is um, funny money. They pay me in QCAT. QCash. Sounds like a radio station. You just won $600 in KQCash. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for being the 16th caller on the 34th day of the 15th day of the promotion. I'm going to be a TJ Cranberry Saturday night with the Wilson Phillips T-shirts and mugs. Coming up now, some Aerosmith. I do that impression every time. Which That was my worst version of it. You know what's funny? What's that? Is the, uh, there's a national radio conference in town right now. Of those kind of a 70s DJs? I can't believe it. The business is shrinking. Whatever happened to us? We were such big stars back in the old days. <laughs> so what's going on? You think people will ever uh, want to hear this kind of a voice on the radio? Hey, it's casual Thursday, Friday, Monday. Uh, honk your horn, ladies. If you, uh, if you enjoy tequila, all right. <laughs> Uh, so who did Jello shots? All right. <laughs> Coming up is one hour rock, a rock block back to back observational no repeat weekend two for three for four for Fridays <laughs> all songs that have silent O U G H's in them. <laughs> I can't get enough. No, that is not silent then. So I can't get a no. Uh, hey, I want a copy. <laughs> Hey, Josh, I know we're not supposed to appear behind the scenes, but I want a copy of this so that I can remember what I said. Because I'm not going to listen to the podcast. I can't listen to myself be interviewed. That's ridiculous. How dare you? I'm going to assume we've already started. Yeah, now, but you could do your intro now, and then we could uh, uh, splice it back in. <laughs> <laughs> and go. Hi, my name's Justin. Wait a second. Are you saying that the rest of the stuff we lost? No, it's there. He's Josh, don't lose the rest of that stuff. That's what we call in the business a cold open. You've heard that. You've heard that expression, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm, why do I sound? Why would I assume you hadn't heard it? But you know why? Because I thought maybe that was not a common expression. I never knew what one off was. You ever hear people say that? I have. It's a one off. Yeah. Well, why are they saying that? I don't know. They happen hey, once. Hey, keep the squeaky doors down. <laughs> hey, let's cut down the creakiness. What do you? What is the? Do you record an old radio show here? Is that what you do? And you need train sounds? And, yes. and then I entered the tomb. I have I have some uh, coconuts I use to a clickety clock for the uh, horses walking by. Because you're old school. Yeah. You're not one of these people. You don't have one of these MIDI deals. If that's still a reference, where you, <laughs> I don't you hook know. it into a sampling track. Yeah. No. 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 I well, I go down to the train tracks. I uh, bring some metamphetamine just to get the juices flowing. And I record with an old reel-to-reel tape recorder that then I transfer to an, a cassette. 
that I put on an eight track that I stick on an Edison spool that I then place in a trunk in David Copperfield's house. It, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. It all does this, sense. I want to say right now, we haven't got that far in the, into the interview. What's the name of the show? No Laugh Track. No Laugh Track. This is the best no laugh track episode ever. There's just no question about it. I've, I've raised my game. This is my. This is the new me, by the way. This is the new Dane Cook like bravado enthusiasm <laughs> that I'm going to bring. I'm going to rip you people a new one with my comedy tonight. You're intimidating me. This is really. I'm really uncomfortable. I am the most insecure, shuddering, scared person. I assume because you're wearing a baseball cap, but you can kick my ass. <laughs> And uh, and I don't. I'm not wearing my glasses. So. But you could be intimidating. I know you can be. I know you. You go to the, you go to a club on the weekends. You wear the uh, reflector sunglasses, aviator reflectors. You stand. You're halfway booth. there. Am I really there? <laughs> you you sit in the you, you 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 pretend to mix the songs in the booth next to DJ Master Hoo Ha. <laughs> no. And then you just you get in people's faces. Hey, you, my friend, are intoxicated. Take it outside. That's right. <laughs> I think I think the last part of that was a little bit uh, not you at all. It might have been a look into your life. I don't know. <laughs> except I'm at raves every weekend. Except at uh, raves or bars, it's probably like a coffee shop, like you have no in your hand I'm right now. Are you kidding me? I'm at an ecstasy style ecstasy 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 style rave. Easy for you to say. You know what's so much fun about the kids with ecstasy today is I like the idea that you don't know what you're getting. That's the best part of drug taking. Uh, is it good? If it wasn't good, would I say it was good? <laughs> is it ecstasy? If, if it wasn't ecstasy, would I sell it as ecstasy? I, uh, you know what? I would stake my entire re- reputation here down by. I'm talking to an imaginary person. I looked over. Yeah, are you <laughs> questioning? Are you questioning my ethics as a dealer? Huh? Is that what you're doing? Are you talking to me? I finally. You ever see Taxi Driver? Yeah, I just finally saw it all the way through. Long to long, I, I saw it about uh, in college, so like twenty I, years ago. I assumed that you talking to me, you talking to me was like four hour long scene, but it's not. Mm-mm. It's the stand up comedians who've done bits about it uh, mm-hmm. made me feel it was that long. You mm-hmm. talking to me? You talking to me? No, that's Kevin Pollock's version. That's right, <laughs> and he actually isn't even in the movie. He's not even in that. No, no, but I mean, he's an impressionist though. No, I know. I know. <laughs> Oh, I was. He wasn't you, were a, one, you were one up in me. Come on, I, I was trying. I failed, but uh, he also wasn't on Star Trek. See, that proves that I was falling along. There's always that one. No, I don't want to do that bit. I love to do. I love to. I can probably get if there's a, any money in me identifying stock bits throughout time. Mm-hmm. I'm your guy for that. Yeah. Gilligan's Island. How much luggage did they bring on that six-hour trip? <laughs> Gilligan's Island jokes are so. They're almost now could be considered retro and uh, inventive because people have forgotten the references. I believe that. You don't. You never watched Gilligan's Island, right? I did. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I have a lot of mash material. I can't do anymore. <laughs> this is the. Hey, hey! What's happening? With, what did I say about the creaky doors? Creak doors. What are you? What are you? What is this? Oh, oh, were you guys recording a Tales from the Vault back there? Is that the name of the show? <laughs> sure. Oh. Why not? What is the Crip Keeper <laughs> recording in another studio? <laughs> Come on, Derek. No, I'm sorry. It's not Derek. Take that out. He does not want his name mentioned. There's do no the, Derek. Do the creaky door. Do the, let's see if that one creaks. And I entered the, the lair. 
Oh, great. Aww. Oh, great. The one door in the club that's uh, that's been WD-40. The, on- the only one that's been replaced. <laughs> Unbelievable. Perfect. Hey, this is a podcast we're doing. Oh, yeah. No laugh called, track. Uh, no laugh track. I've never even said your name, but everyone knows oh. from looking at the title, Andy Kindler. I'm Andy Kindler, I- and you're... How about to do some IDs that you didn't request? Hi, I'm Andy Kindler, and you're listening to No Laugh Drag. Acne's official podcast. Acne's official. Acne? Ac- no, Acne's official podcast. Hi, I'm Andy Kindler. This isn't on the radio, but let's pretend that you're listening to No Laugh Track on AcmeRadioNetwork.com. <laughs> hey, you're listening to the Acme Comedy Company Radio Network. Four straight hours of Carrot Top. No, he was never booked here. <laughs> I wanted to say something hacky, but Lewis doesn't book hacky acts. No, no, no hacky acts is the name was a, is the uh, <laughs> below the title of Acme Comedy Company. Why did I? Why did I do, bring anything to? Oh, ask you could do. It. You could do. I'm good. No, I don't. No, I'm I good. don't need to. I don't want to. This is great. I was, I, I was going to say that there's, there's no. I didn't need any of this stuff. Because we were just going to talk. You weren't going to. It was going to be all nonsensical. Let's pretend this is like I'm just over your house, but your house. Happens to be a comedy club during the day <laughs> with where there's strange-looking Naugahyde couches on stage. Yeah. And, uh, what, I'm, uh, oh, I guess, here's, uh, here's Don Rickles-style comedy for people who can't see it. Oh, I didn't know Naugahyde. Did I say Naugahyde already? Oh, <laughs> I didn't know beige. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. I need more sunscreen, the color of this couch. <laughs> Something's going on in the, what, is there a party in the green room? That's what one of, people. That's one of the props Carrot Top left here. It's making noise. <laughs> Can we hold the noise on the entire planet Earth? <laughs> please hold, hold the sounds of civilization, please. <laughs> hold. Can you please hold our relentless march towards death? <laughs> Wait a second. You know what? Always at no laugh track. Yeah. We need a second to record no laugh track. Let's get a second. We want this clean. So we can have this. Three, two, two. one. <laughs> Here's the thing I think you should go. Instead of no laugh track, yeah. how about one crazy laugh? One, one crazy, crazy laugh. <laughs> this week on One Crazy Laugh? You know what? We could even like th- like throw it in there and then people have to, uh, you know, hey, people call it and win. Hey, when you hear the crazy laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Just be the 90-second caller on the on the one crazy laugh line, and you can win two tickets to the Funny Farm. Hey, would you like to be uh, the crazy laugh? Hey, would you like to be the uh, the sit-in laugher? Mystery laugher. That's mystery laugher. And hey, thank you for being the 15th person that has... Thank you for being the 30th person who obviously has no life going on that you have time to call. <laughs> thank you for being somebody who has so little going on in your own life that you call a radio station to get in on that... Cra- no, no, not regular radio station. No, right. Don't get me wrong on this, folks. I do radio stations. I promote my gigs, and they're wonderful places that have all been bored up by some division of infinity. We're not infinity. Uh, clear heads. Clear channel. Block channel. We're not clear channel anymore. We're live nation. How do you like us now? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize. My new thing is I'm going to apologize after my jokes. Everyone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, folks, I feel as bad as you do that it wasn't humorous. I really, 
now we have one studio audience. This is the other thing at, at No Laugh Track. We allow one studio audience yes. member, and she muffles her laugh, she, and she's enjoying herself. She uh, she actually laughed. I heard some audible laughter coming. Yeah, I don't know if the way. mic picks that up, but she. Yeah, but do you think she's laughing at me or with me? It depends on <laughs> which time. Right. We can't get inside the audience's heads, right? We don't know what the audience is thinking. It'll drive you crazy. I can't even get them to laugh, no. let alone figure out. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. I'm one of the funniest. I get the best. They call me crowd pleasy. That was my uh, stage name. Easy like crowd pleasy. Yeah, easy peasy, easy pleasy, cloud pleasy. Easy pleasy, cloud pleasy. I am the most annoying. Here's the way I feel about myself. Either you find me delightful or the most annoying, grating human being you've ever heard. <laughs> and that's the split. It says it on your bio. It says in my bio, Get, be prepared to be repulsed or to fall in love. Yeah. Love him or hate him, and he's coming to Minneapolis. <laughs> and next week... I will be at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. When is this going to be? When do we release the podcast? I'm assuming This the- flops today. Well, I, well, when do we go into the uh, 64 track studio to, to uh, add the different uh, sound effects? Uh, make sure you know, m- dump it to analog, back to digital. Right, and I br- I bust out like the coconut for the horse. And right, the, uh, you, know, I, I you a- take out that table kicking sound. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that wasn't it? on the script. I do. I I take a balloon and I rub my thumbs on it to make a little sound. What is that? Would that be for that sound? Which one? The balloon sound. Uh, farting. Oh. That's another way to go. You know, I have decided that uh, I'm good with bathroom humor. I'm You're lying. I'm, no, no, I don't like it anymore. I mean, I never liked it, but I like it less now. Why? Because I feel that we should be ashamed of our bodies, and we should not talk about uh, the unpleasant things that happen to it. And that's why they have doors on bathrooms, so that it's not that you don't you know you don't put a picture window into a you don't put clear pa- glass. So that everybody can see into the bathroom. If it's so entertaining, why not just uh, you know? Why don't we? Why don't we? Why don't we do it right here on do stage? Do it in the middle of the kitchen, folks. <laughs> if that's how much you love bathroom humor, who am I yelling at? And I'm. If I was up to me, if I was, if it was up to me, I'd pass a law against it, and uh, also no cursing uh, and no political, and I would, I would imprison all the other comedians and uh, send them away. And then, then I would take over and then forget those laws because, you know what I'm saying? Right. My own act should be loosey-goosey. <laughs> what, so it, uh, it plops today. Yeah, and next it's week It's dropping. So uh, people can hear this today. Today's Wednesday, the uh, of July 18th? Uh, today is 18th. the 18th. And how the 18th. do they get it? Do they, is it something you have to, do you need a, a battery for it? Do you need a radio? Do you have to, does it require an electromagnetic field? How does, it, how does someone hear the podcast? You stop down at the station, or uh, no, the, uh, the the club here, you pick up a copy, it's on a cassette. Like yeah, you about. know, what's that thing where, you, where the movie is Redbox, it's called? Red Redbox, yeah. Yeah, we have Podcast Box. Yeah. And you what get, you do is... <laughs> you get it for a day. 99 cents, you can hear me whine for an hour, but don't not return the next day, because you'll pay full No, the difference price. is this one comes with 99 cents. This one comes for... We will pay you $1 yeah. to take this... Uh, whatever, how, when we have it on a what, like a disc of some type? Cassette. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Eight track. No, this will be, uh, you know, you can pick, the people get this on iTunes and all right. that stuff. Podbean. Is Podbean? I've heard of Podbean. Mm-hmm. I haven't. No. <laughs> That's I, my new character. For, uh, for a second, I try to pretend I know what you're talking about, then I go the other <laughs> way. And next week, I'll be at the Montreal Just for Last Festival, 
for those people who are listening to this, but this is listened to everywhere. This could be they could get this on the space station if they wanted, right? Sure, if they have internet. How many hits do we have? Uh, we, we get at a least a million, two million hits a day. Yeah, we get at least three million every two days. All right, good. That's, that's I won't do a podcast that doesn't have a reach of less than four states. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Very confused. And then, so I, I, I'm hosting the alternative show next week at the Montreal Just for Last Festival. Why is it an alternative show? Why isn't it just the show? I know because that's an, that's a question that goes back to when I first started the show in 1999. There, there was kind of an alternative movement. It came out of the alternative movement that started in Los Angeles and New York in the early 90s. And I never wanted to call it the alternative show. So I spent like two days coming up with a mixed comedy gumbo, uh, comedy scavenger hunt incorporated. One, the first year was called the Comedy Lab, but then we all just felt so terrible about that horrible name. You're mixing up where where the beakers are full of jokes in yeah. the Comedy Lab. Bring your put your Bunsen burner on. Don't forget, giggle. Don't forget your lab coat. Lab coat. So then we went to the alternative show because uh, uh, Bruce Hills, the 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 head one of the head festival guys, uh, he said he might be the head festival. Guy. I think he's the CEO. But he said to me, "Why does it? Why am I? Why do I have to identify everybody's position?" But he said to me, "Just call the alternative show." Well, he didn't yell at me, but. Just call the alternative show. Right. And now it has less meaning because if I can get serious for a moment, as if the previous minutes have been, fall down funny, Derek left. What? That's Derek's commitment? He leaves? Great. He's going to get WD-40. <laughs> just in general, he's into it. Not for the doors. Just Yeah, just, uh, just uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good rush. It's a dry, oily rush. Uh, so then now I feel it's a very, first of all, the term, the term alternative never meant anything of what either the people who make – it's just like God. Like I believe in God, but I don't believe the Bible. So the only people who believe the Bible is literal are fundamentalists and atheists. And so like uh, atheists are always arguing against people who believe in God. Mm-hmm. Like they all – everyone who believes in God believes in some – you know, the Bible or the Koran or whatever, yeah. which is just ridiculous – most atheists I hear who are seem to be angry seem like they they just came up with everything that they're going through what people went through when they were eight years old. Yeah. Where you went, oh, this doesn't seem logical what I was taught. But then instead of getting more spiritual on some other level, I mean, I was influenced by the '60s. We got high on music and stuff, so that's where my spirituality came from. Now I know I bring this around. Okay, so alternative comics. <laughs> A lot of people like you'd see these mainstream comics say, oh, alternative. Alternative to what? Right. Jokes. Right. Well, they don't necessarily sound like that, but whenever I want to negatively portray somebody, I do that voice. It's easier. And so on the other side, there were a lot of people wanting to be alternative comics who thought alternative comedy was just like talking about your auditions and, you know, uh, amen, or having note cards. Yeah, major alternative comics. Just telling a story, man. Right. But it always meant it was just an alternative to what the mainstream in my in my particular uh, life, mm-hmm. what the mainstream clubs were like in the '90s, where they were terrible. People don't even remember how bad they were, but they mm-hmm. were just, except for Acme, which has always been a great club. But 
uh, Lewis is the exception. Most mo- Lewis like stands by his beliefs. That's why I believe his club. Is- I'm not just trying to get a rebooking, <laughs> but that's what that that's the the success of the club. I mean, I've always been a big believer. You do what you believe, yeah, and then you can't you know you'll get some kind of audience. For sure. So it was always meant to be an alternative to that, and so now I think actually the word. And for those of you still awake after that long soliloquy rant. Uh, the point I'm making is it's called it really doesn't need to be called the alternative show even now because there's so many great people who would fit into that category from before. The only rule that I yeah. have on the show, not a rule, but I hope is that people are working like on newer material because I really want to preserve that. I do think of of alternative comedy in the Andy Kaufman sense yeah, uh, or like James Adomian or people who are constantly or John Doerr. People are trying new things all the time. Yeah. And experimenting, that's also, I think, could be called alternative. Okay, that makes sense. I hope I haven't turned you off now to alternative music, which I don't know. That that term doesn't mean anything anymore, right? Have you heard of Nirvana? That's, you know, every time I think of that, I think of the time, not the name drop, but it, I said to Janine Garofalo <gasps> many years ago, have you heard of Nirvana? What do you think of Nirvana? I said to her. And she said, Nirvana, Andy? <laughs> Nirvana, you East Coast Jew. <laughs> then she took off her. Uh, no, she didn't say East Coast. She took Jew. off her flannel and slapped you with it. D- don't put down Janine. I'm walking off of this show. That was too hard hitting. Making fun of her. Oh, because of her flannel. You weren't even making fun of her. You were making fun of uh, the Nirvana grunge movement. Yes. And I was taken because Janine is very sensitive about her flannel shirts. <laughs> <laughs> You were, uh, am I right? You were on the uh, Young Comedians thing uh, with her, correct or incorrect? That was a great lineup. That was the 15th annual Young Comedian special hosted by Dana Carvey, and she was on it. And uh, I've uh, seen it. I, I randomly uh, tripped over it while I was uh, had HBO a few years back. Can you find out why I haven't had any residuals since 1992? <laughs> That's a good. Is that does sound? Have you checked with anyone else? No. Janine getting residuals? Well, one time when I was, and I don't want to plug myself. But I was on the David Letterman program. <gasps> Who? Thank you. Oh. And I did a bit about on panel with him that I noticed I wasn't getting checks, so I was calling up, you know, the residual hotline or whatever you call. Right. And I, and I and I thought it was very depressing because I don't think and I said because I don't think Janine Garofalo is calling up to see where her seven dollar check She's is. She's not worried about She's it. She's not worried. about it. I don't think Ray Romano yeah. who was on the show. And no, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. I'm right? sure he. Yeah, I'm sure he's not worried about. But the crowd didn't react because, and I realized later, you know, normally you could say people just don't like your material, Andy. That we know. Some people aren't going to like it. But but this time I realized it was because people who watch TV or in the studio on TV, it's hard for them to believe that the people who are on TV aren't all wildly rich and successful yeah. just by being on TV. Yeah, kind of like uh, people that work in radio. They think that... Uh, the some- that radio... Is people still think that radio is where the money is? There are some. Wow. Well, some people get money. Like you got the Howard Stern money, and yeah. then there's also Howard Stern makes money. <laughs> Wolfman Jack's still doing good. He's kicking ass. Yeah, I'm glad he's not in this market because he would just be too. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> Seacrest out. Because he's so. Because who doesn't want to hear that? Yeah. Who doesn't want to hear something that's. Uh, some neither some here. catchphrase that Ryan Seacrest has. Neither here nor there. <laughs> should, he should name that should be should, the name of his production company. Yes. Ryan Seacrest. Neither here nor there. <laughs> a life story. How was uh? How, you were you were here last night. How was the show last night? I don't want to. I will not toot my horn, and I can get signed affidavits about this. But I, Andy Kindler, 
I don't usually use this word. I killed it. I, we used to say I killed. But then the kids, I, my, my nephew once said, I killed it. You said you killed it, he said to me. I said, my nephew doesn't know what he's, what he's I mean, he's, he's losing it. And I find out now it's, you killed it, has been now the official term. I killed it. You People, killed it. I had sustained laughs. And it was surprisingly, it was surprisingly good. Even the staff said, we never thought you were capable of having a good show. <laughs> We thought we would always be able to laugh at the fact that people weren't getting it. <laughs> and so when I got home, very depressed about the whole thing. What if things start going my way? What am I going to do then? I, I, won't play big th- I won't play Acme then. I'll be playing the big, what's the big theater? Here? Yeah. Uh, the Orpheum? How about the Metrodome? How about the Metrodome? It's not even called the Metrodome anymore, right? Uh, some people call it the Metrodome. <laughs> I'd like to Mall play- of America Field. Yes, I'd like it. to play in the middle. Is there a... In that Mall of America, is there a, like a central central courtyard? Yeah, it's the uh, amusement park. That's where I want to play. Yeah, I w- and while everything is going full around, you got—I want a roller coaster in my face as I'm saying. Has any? Have you ever wondered why they call it cheese? You stop that kid from crying. Hey, you over at Wilson Leather. <laughs> hey, Wilson Leather people. I'm not looking at anybody, Ashley. Hey, <laughs> Wilson Leather people, I'm doing some comedy over here. You could pick up a uh, waffle. What are those called? Those Wa- waffle uh, things Wetzel. with Wetzel. The- pretzels? No, oh. no, no. It's a uh, like it's like uh, like mini donut dough, but it's shaped like a waffle and has powdered sugar. Funnel cake. Oh, I don't know that. Is that a local Funnel delicacy? Cake. Oh, I doubt it. I think they have them all over. I would be making Funnel jokes cake. too. About the various establishments when I play them all. Hey, Wetzel, get your ass out here, Wetzel. I'm going to kick your ass, Wetzel. Okay, I get it. You came up with a pretzel. You're a genius. <laughs> You're a genius. Did you go to school for that, Wetzel? Did you go to graduate? You got an MBA? Four years at Harvard? You went, you know what would be nice? Huge pretzels. Hey, corn dog lady. Corn dog lady, not a good job. You're 35. Not job was not meant for someone your age. Corn dog lady, I want a copy of this, Josh. I'm not kidding around this time. All right, all right. Your agent just called the uh, corn dog lady. Wants you to read commercials. <laughs> hey, corn dog lady. Hey, how old are you, corn dog lady? 30. I guess life didn't work out for you. Josh, you notice the way I, I know how to write, do the thing like a pro. What? You know, if you young, it was like Whitney Houston doing the national anthem. What was that? You young comics starting out, learn from the old pro Andy Kindler. Take my comedy <laughs> workshop. If you're gonna yell, if you're gonna yell, move the mic back. You don't want to overload the system. You don't want to. You don't want to pin the needles. People know I'm yelling now, but it's still within the correct frequency range. Although, you know what? About 18,000. Can you knock it down 7 dB? I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting some cigahertz on my mega head. My cigahertz isn't feeling my well. I, My cigahertz more now with the rain. <laughs> I always know it's going to rain. Yeah, when my cigahertz. It acts up. Oh, I wish there was money in, in me being this way. Yeah. I had to talk with Derek today. 
And these are not the real people's names. No, no, no. <laughs> this is like uh, Dragnet. The names so, are changed. I was kidding around with him. I said, how much does the podcast pay? And he started to cry. He was like, Andy, there's no pay in the podcast. I said, I'm kidding around there. I said, look, I have $15 in my pocket. I said, I'll take it. <laughs> These are the hilarious anecdotes that you don't get from my regular act. No. You don't get that from my regular act. What would you be doing today if you weren't sitting here uh, having so much fun? I'd be at my uh, hotel, which I, don't, I never give out the name of the hotel, because I don't want anybody coming to my room to complain about the show. Hear that, ladies? I'm married, ladies. Back it off. I need all the ladies to step three feet away from my hotel room door. I know I would look sexy... Down at the front desk when I was uh, buying a Pepsi, microwave popcorn, and uh, some kind of vanilla vanilla ice cream sandwich. But I married out of my way. That was if they had to. If I was to do, if someone needed the worst bit ever, mm-hmm. they said, "Do your worst bit ever." I would submit that one. <laughs> Can you just r- wrap up that part of it and send it down to America's Got Talent because they'd probably like it. <laughs> Is there is it irony that Howie Mandel is evaluating other people's talent? Is there is that ironic? I often get the definition of ironic incorrect. I, I screw it up, but if I know what ironic means, that's ironic. I have found out that all these years I have misused the word ironic. Here, as a, a very intelligent person, just recently told me that this is the definition of ironic. You let's say you decide to go by train because you're afraid of a airplane crash, right? Mm-hmm. So I used to think it would be ironic if on when you took the train, if the train crashed. But that's not what irony really means. What's ironic is if you were killed on the train by a plane flying into the train. Ah! That's irony, folks! Not my definition! I, I am so... I don't know if people would... If I would be... People would consider this odd. I like the idea of working to uh, an area where there's nobody. <laughs> that, that, that lane of no seats? You know what I'm talking about? Air that's seven feet in front of me? Hey, Higgs boson! Higgs boson! If you're such a great particle, why are you hiding? Hey, dark matter! Put a little light on it! This kills at the physicist convention. String theory! More like silly string theory! String theory, that's how I got nothing. I got nothing, which is actually the state of the universe as, as represented by Schmickham's theorem. Who's the first person who got nothing? <laughs> e equals comedian struggling squared. I, I've, see, I've, I've been to your, your shows here. You were there. You're at, at the me. one, the old style comic would say. Not last night, but uh, one of the last times you were in town. And uh, I get the feeling that it, it, that you could judge a good show not even not based on uh, the the not the volume the uh, just the amount the number of individual people laughing but just the ones because I, I just know there's people looking at you scratching their head. Well, one thing I have a problem with is that I'm always over um, I always uh, over. Or exaggerate how badly I'm doing. Yes, so I th- always. But think- I think people. I get the feel. I mean, you would know this better than me. But I, from from being an audience member, I get the feeling that some people don't get that. 
They don't get that. Uh, well, no, no. I think it's a, it's like a, 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 a defect. It's like a weakness. It's like you know, your strength can be your weakness. So, I think my strength is that I'm constantly t- talking about myself mm-hmm. and you know, saying everything on my mind. But the weak part of that is that if I'm too tied into the audience and then I'm actually over. Uh, not exaggerating, but like not even getting that they are maybe getting me. Then sometimes it's like, what, what this guy is, you know, just what's the matter with him? Yeah. <laughs> but I'll, sometimes though, I, after the show, they people have said to me, "Oh no, they were getting." Sometimes I know, I know when I've done a really bad show. Nobody can tell me afterwards. Oh no, it was fine. Those people, the, they all had sore throats and they were incapable of producing laughter. <laughs> they, they were mutes, right? But I, I know other comics I've seen though too. In general, I think the vulnerability of being on stage makes you more hypersensitive. So I'd say that's that's what I'm hypersensitive about that okay. the audience reaction. But I do like but I have had shows where I hear individual people laughing. Like I don't care if the whole room laughs, that doesn't necessarily make me any more comfortable than pockets of people laughing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you said that much. Do you think I've answered this question? A lot of times people go, you know what? He didn't really answer my question. But in this case, you might say, I got more than the answer. And a lot of the stuff was uh, a lot of fat on that. Uh, not a lot of meat. Could he could have kept that leaner? <laughs> I get it. You have a problem perceiving with your perception. That's what I wanted to say. My perception is different from reality. There you go. That's what. Did you was. always do that though? Well, when I first started comedy, I was so scared that you don't, you feel like you're gonna you're gonna throw up or you're gonna faint on stage. No. So yeah, I mean, I think it's a fright. You know, when people always say like you know when they admire com- that someone does comedy, they they don't get that most people don't start out confidently. Yeah. They start out, it's as bad as you think it would right, be right. when you first try it, right? Yeah. Do you have any uh, recordings of your first stuff? Thank God. Back in when I started, there was no, uh, they had no moving images. There was no cameras back then. Oh, great. There was cameras, but it required that you light one of those things that went, that went There was an explosion. Explosion yeah, thing. Right. They, so, you needed uh, gunpowder. <laughs> they needed gunpowder, and the and the, and the only way to capture something would be if a guy had a hood thing over his right. that type of deal. Although some of my early works were uh, have been recreated with shadow puppets. <laughs> I do remember though, and I should listen back for this. An early show I did in Sacramento, uh-huh. where the, the the club owner wasn't the club owner, the club manager, and somebody else. Who was were, were standing by my recorder, saying how this guy's never going to make it? No, I've, really? Yeah, look at him. He's frightened. He's never going to make it. It's just not going to happen for him. Later, they try to tell me that we were doing a bit. Oh, bull! Yeah, no. But no. I never listened back to it. I, I must have listened back to it at the time. Yeah, you know. Where are those guys now? Yeah, where are those guys now? One of them is Brian Grazer, and the other one is Ron, Ron Howard. Howard. <laughs> They just happened. They enjoyed. They often. They enjoyed. First of all, managing Ron Howard just wanted to manage a club in Sacramento. <laughs> but you know what? I don't. I have a lot of. Uh, I can have a lot of. What's it called when you hold grudges? And I can. I have a lot of anger. Yeah. But things like that, they don't make. They. They. That seems funny to me. Yeah. And even at the time, it's, it seemed funny to me. No, that's good. Because I had so many other problems at the time, just trying to get funny. I wasn't very funny. Uh, because you can be re- really funny, but then the stage prevents you from 
expressing it because you're so nervous or you want the crowd to laugh or you're just inexperienced. Yeah. Who was the first person that told you you were funny, that, you were, that it really meant something? Well, my my family was very funny and my dad was really funny. So I always wanted to, I always thought my dad was like my, he was like my comedy hero because he was funny. Like my, and my dad's like funny in the moment. Boom, boom. Ah, ah! we got the door fixed. It's bad. Thank you. Thank you. The best part is that it comes in randomly. Yeah. The best part is that sound happens now at Acme without the door opening. Yeah. If you think about opening the door, it's haunted. The place is haunted by Basil, the centerfold of comedy. Nobody knows that reference. All right. So <laughs> I, try, I, want, I need a new update my reference of a 90s comedian. Really? Someone who put I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. What were, we t- what were we just talking about? You were talking about all your father's, your father's oh, yeah. very so funny. I remember when I was a little kid in the car doing some kind of thing, and my parents, la- everyone, everyone laughing. So I do remember that, like, age four, that everyone laughed, and uh, so I thought that was cool. I'm sorry about that story, and I also apologize on behalf of all of, the, of my anecdotes, statements, comments, that go no, that have gone nowhere. I was just, no, I, I was I. So then, at like age six, you did open mic, and then yes, at age six, I signed up at the Laugh Factory on Sunset, where Jamie Masada, even though I was six, he still made me wait for seven hours. He goes, <laughs> that is not my problem, buddy. I said, I'm six years old. Can I have a glass of water. Nobody, get back in the open mic line, buddy. This is. <laughs> Do you I, have a- I worked at the Laugh Factory when yeah. I was seven. It is a factory. After all, <laughs> is that an old joke? Or did you just come? Up I've with that? said it before, <laughs> yeah, but okay. uh, I like it. <laughs> but I have made. But I, I believe that it is my joke. <laughs> okay, good. I you know, like I, I I was in the prem. I worked in the premise mill. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about your child labor laws. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. You could tag anything with that. Do you need some funny fries? Silly chili. <laughs> I love that. Ha, 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 hamburgers. <laughs> what, what is this? What is this? Fish sticks? <laughs> Fish sticks? Is this on? Is this, wait, that'd be like, is this uh, uni? That's a good one, right? I like <laughs> Japanese comedy, a Japanese comedy restaurant. He was riffing on my bit, so don't even start, I'm, Josh. That's inappropriate, isn't it? No, I know. I'm just saying that when I use it, don't go. Hey, that was my Japanese uni was mine. Is this uni? <laughs> no one's gonna get that, right? I don't know. Does it, even if one is this? Th- no, is this thing uni? <laughs> <laughs> even if one person gets it, isn't that enough? Uh, Half it, of one person, kind, you know. <laughs> What I mean is one person kind of gets it. Yeah, yeah. Eh. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy with that. Is yeah. this thing uni? <laughs> Josh, you'd laugh, right? I did at one point, if we're going for levels, I did the uh, learning uh, the entourage, uh, uh, learning the vowels entourage style. So that's a... Uh, A-E! I owe you! <laughs> Sometimes, Why? <laughs> Get Aria on the phone. I was at little thing. Aye, I owe you. Sometimes, why? 
I love it. I can't believe that show's off the air. I mean, I don't know. What am I supposed to do without my daily dose of turtle? My <laughs> weekly turtle fix. I don't know. And this... what do we? What do you think happened? Has happened to uh, Vinny? Vinny? Who? Uh, 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 Vinny? Ch- uh, Vinny? I don't know. What's Vinny's last name, Ashley? Vinny Chase. Did he do Queens Boulevard too? Did he do ever do? We're on, right, Josh? Aquaman wasn't that part of it. Did he ever do Jericho Turnpike? Another road in Queens. Someone once gave me as a gift the first five seasons of Entourage. And did, did you did you look that gift horse in the mouth? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was on VHS. It uh, there were DVD copies of the first five seasons of Entourage, and uh, now someone else owns them because I never opened them more than the first one. I sold them on Amazon. But you went and got the soundtrack of the Yeah Yeah Band, of course. Yeah Yeah. We can't. We can use that much, right? Without having to get rights. And then you can sing one line of, like of the Happy Birthday song. Yeah, less than ten seconds. Or what so a racket those ladies got into! The Happy Birthday ladies. You have to pay them royalties. Two ladies wrote that song. They're rich. What? They wrote this song. You cannot use that song without paying them, and it's a terrible, horrible song. A song that forces you to. They don't even write the whole song. They could have written it. So that you don't have to go, dear Schmoopy. Right. Dear but Mommy. They couldn't even write a song that didn't need to change for everything. And they, they don't even write the whole song in their million and trillionaires. <laughs> it's my happy birthday bit. I'm going to write it down here. I'll never do it again. You know what? As long as it's on a card. It's a Mad Lib. It's a Mad Lib. I had a joke about that. I said the guy who invented Mad Libs is laughing all the way to the shoe. <laughs> I like that. But that guy actually, who invented Mad Libs, was actually a very, he died about a year ago. He's yeah, he did. He's a talented writer, I think. He wrote other stuff, too. I'm, I'm not sure. Crossword puzzles? No, he wasn't a Bobby Sudoku. Oh. <laughs> that guy, Bobby Sudoku? Oh, he is made out like a bandit. Who would have ever thought when Bobby Sudoku. It's no Bobby Sudoku. When, when Bobby Sudoku went to the people at. Uh, Board games, B O R E D games, and he said, (laughs) "I got it. We cut out the middleman, just numbers, zero nine eight. No, not right. Let me put a four in there. I hate my life. Seven. You know what else? I bet he was in the pencil business. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly right. That guy was. That was a cross promotion." They're going to need pencils. What does that mean? Pencil production goes up. Mm-hmm. Pe- S- just from Sudokus, people use a half of a more of a pencil per year. <laughs> which I don't is, have one pencil. Which is actually half, because half of, yeah. A number two. Yeah. I, I don't even like pencils. I'm anti-pencil. I'd rather cross it out, my friend, <laughs> than have it be erased. <laughs> You can't do that in Sudoku. I'm, I'm not. That's when I'm a li- when I'm a life coach. That's the kind of things I say. When you talk, you want to live your life. You put your life down in pen, son. There's no racing in life, pencil man. Why do? Why does the life coach have a southern accent? I don't know. They're so 20th century. Those pencils. Now get down and give me ten. Why would that someone? Why would someone hire a life coach? I have no idea. Out of all hope. Tried everything else, including alcoholism. Checked every book out of the library. Checked every book out of the library. Went to every relative to borrow money. <laughs> yeah. 
tried to sell cocaine. <laughs> tried stand-up. Tried stand-up. <laughs> tried prostitution. Radio. Liked prostitution. <laughs> Why does it have to be what's wrong about two people who uh, having a, a group sex? Well, that wouldn't be. That's a small group. Worked as a truck driver for a year. Sold hitches out of the back of his car. Hitches. Hitches. That's my favorite store in Austin, Discount Hitches. No. For people who want, who need to haul things, but they're going to wait for the price of the hitch to go down. Oh, sure. I got evicted six months ago, but I'm not spending retail on a hitch. Close out hitches. Close out hitches. Hi. I'm Andy Hitch. Do you have something that needs... A hitch attached to it. Do you have a U-Haul truck that needs a hitch? Or a, well, w- that wouldn't be your truck because you get it from U-Haul. <laughs> but do you have a station wagon that's just dying to move somebody else's crap around? Come on down to Discount Hitches. Every th- hitch must go. Every sixth hitch is free. We put a hitch in your get along. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you back here. Uh, the Laugh Track, No Laugh Track podcast is brought to you by Silence. (laughs) Have you tried Silence? Now back to the show. And back. I do have a, uh, Andy. No Laugh Track required. No. (laughs) That's the only way to get my attention. Andy, Andy. Andy, over here. Look over here. I don't want to put you out of a job. Okay. But, uh, Bob, Bob's Burgers. You right. do a voice on that cartoon, the, the animated series, Mort. Yeah, let me, you want to hear how it goes? Here's my voice that I use. You ready? Yeah. Here's the voice that I use. Are you ready? <laughs> so, yeah, what about what, what's happening? Uh, when I was in college, my sophomore year, I shared a, uh, I lived in a place, whatever. I lived in a place, and the guy that ran it, his name was Bob Berger. <laughs> Yes, Bob, B-O-B, Burger, B-R-G-H-E-R, Bob Burger. Oh, wow. And we used to play, this was up in Duluth, uh, University of Minnesota, Duluth. I used to play uh, inter- intramural sports, you know, like we played soccer and flag football, whatever. Every new season, we would name our team Bob's Burgers. <laughs> and this was like in 1995. And then two years ago or so, I see a little thing on, you know, like, you know, whatever, some website. It was like, uh, Fox's, you know, upcoming animated series, Bob's Burgers. So why are you passing me lawsuit papers? Exactly. podcast? Yeah. This is not appropriate. Do I go after you or Fox, or who do I go after? I, I would go after Fox, because they seem like such nice people. They would probably, they're, they're like, you know what? We made a mistake. You know what I bet they did? You know, I know what happened. What? Because one time, we won the uh, Intramurals Championship. Oh, that I, I read about that in L.A. Yeah, well, you know where they got that story? It was 1995-1996. Uh, season. School, school season. School season. I'll never forget it. <laughs> All the winter school season. And... Um, we won the championship in soccer. Yeah, that's right. Co-ed. We had right. A few, we had a few ringers. But uh, they listed our, our team name in the UMD Statesman, which is the school paper. Someone in Los Angeles gets their hands on UMD Statesman, 95-96. Shut Andy Kindler has a job on Bob's Burgers. Open and shut. Closed and shut. A closed case. Open and shut. It's a, it's a case that you open, and then there's a case that you shut. Hey! Bed, bath, and beyond! Why'd you make a decision already? 
Either your bed or your bath. Hey, bed, bath, and beyond. You know what that's called? It's called the Walmart or something like that. Hey, beyond what? Beyond plastic? Is that what you're saying? Hey, Forever 21, let the dream go. <laughs> Who's booking me to the Mall of America? Can you tell Lewis next time I'm in town and I want to book him before I leave or I'm not vacating my hotel room? <laughs> Hook in a Mall of America. Just stick me in the middle there, right in the middle of that food court. Right in the middle of Dora World or whatever it's called. Right next to Charlie Potatoes or whatever that thing's called. Eddie Potatoes, Jack. One potato, two. One potato, two potato, three potato. I'm sick. That place. <laughs> right next to Moe's Walk Fabulous Walkation. <laughs> Games by James. Right by right next to the closed museum. Hey, museum store. It didn't work out, did it? <laughs> Turns out people would prefer to go to a museum or a store. But they don't want the museum store. How would you? I can see it now. They put you in the middle of uh, Mall of America Land or whatever it's called, yeah. and uh, they take chairs from the sharper image, and your whole audience is in vibrating right. chairs. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Brookstone, my uh, my neck pillow with a digital knife cutter is on the fritz. Can you help me? Hey, Brookstone, what 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 do you have that's not made out of uh, uh what's that stuff called? Uh, styrofoam or no it's like uh, like everybody has those uh, damn it damn it what's that neoprene or what is that thing where you like you have they make shoes out of it oh the dry fit stuff yeah yeah no it it molds to your foot those are socks no come on it's that it's that what is that thing that that substance that the uh, Uh, spandex no it's like a yeah what's that called though play tech Hey, Brookstone, my tiny calculator that I bought from you before cell phones had a calculator function. I lost the battery that was hasn't been made since 1947. <laughs> hey, Brookstone, my sound soother is is uh, my sound soother is uh it's not so soothing anymore. What do you got? You can just turn the radio on static, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Don't let that secret out. A lot of people will know that. What are you kidding me? I mean, I don't have to go through uh, shopperimage.com to be soothed. I don't have to take a plane flight and buy it out of the, whatever that magazine is. If I was rich, I would hire some guy like Michael Winslow. I hire that guy to stand by my bed and do like surf sounds. <laughs> 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 you, <laughs> if I was a job creator You know Have you ever heard of this thing This is I don't even know why I just thought of this We had uh, the Octomom On the morning show a few weeks ago And uh, <clears throat> It all sounds so terrible to me It was terrible No we had the Octomom on and she You know was, we had the Octomom on As she normally does come on the morning shows Yeah She was promoting that she that she did some softcore porn film or something. But she, you know, it was one of these things that she's, you know, I, I don't think she does many interviews. 
I don't think she's a professional. I'm just going to go on a limb there and say she's not a professional entertainer. <laughs> right. And so she's she was really nervous. Basically, she was just reading off a script going, and here's blah, blah, blah. I'm promoting this and this and this and this and this. And one of the things that she does, and you saying Michael Winslow, who is probably available to actually do things like that, to stand by your bed. <laughs> He'll even he'll even slowly turn the light on. <laughs> uh, the Octomom, you can pay her uh, dial a celebrity. Ten dollars. What does that mean? Oh, you pay her and you get the Octomom. There's some company called it's like Dial a Celebrity. Dial a Celebrity. And How she, can I help you? Yeah, and you call that and you know you put in you know code six nine and it goes to the Octomom and she will talk to you for ten dollars a minute. I'd like to I, I'd like to speak to Nadia Suleiman, please. It's been my dream to speak to a celebrity that was produced by the media because of the amount of children that she had. Can you put me through? Hey, can I have a copy of this podcast? But the, only the funniest stuff I said. I don't want to listen to it later. I want someone on the, the staff to spend the rest of the afternoon taking out the funny stuff, which would be the Michael Winslow. And then please remove my cackle laugh. I don't want to have to hear my cackle laugh back. And I don't want any of the filler, which was like about 40, 50 minutes of me uh, knowing that the pr- – either not knowing a word to a joke like memory foam. That's still not the word I'm looking for. It's like uh, Playotex or Neoprene. Neoprene. Or Neosporin yeah. or yeah. – or, or, uh, you know, usually when I'm doing a, a gig like this, there's many handlers off to the side. There's some, yeah, yeah intern. Googling. In turn with Google. Look at the way the people at Acme leap into action. Well, you know, part of the problem is we're underground here. We're literally underground. Right. Yeah, ground level. So I don't want to be here when we when the uh, when the when the what's it called? Flood. The the, uh, yeah, but what's Armageddon the called? Yeah, but what are the religious one? Uh, days of confusion, dark shadows. Sure. Come on, what's the the part of the Bible they wrote? The Hunger Games. This is going to be my new bit. Hey, he's the guy who can't quite remember where he's going. <laughs> no, there's a part of the Bible that was written, and everyone is... Oh, it's... Uh, uh, de- Revelations! <sighs> and that's also the name of the memory foam. That's not polyurethane. First of all, I don't know if you're sponsored by the sleep number bed. So I, my, I sleep num- my sleep number's of 60. No, This is I'm ridiculous. Not. The sleep number thing. I have enough problems choosing, you know, like, uh, do I want iced tea? Uh, would I like a beverage? I don't want any more choices. I don't want to have to choose. I don't want to get a soft toothbrush, but then they go, hey, the days of just having a soft toothbrush are over. I've got a numbered soft toothbrush. <laughs> what's, your, what's your number, toothbrush? What's your number, underwear? Do I want to buy underwear that I can press a button and it constantly shrinks or expands depending on, on, uh, on what my number is? I think those are sweatpants. <laughs> Aren't they? What's my genital number? <laughs> For the Louis C.K. fans, bring them in. Come on. Come on, stop putting people down who are more successful than you, Andy. All right. He was on that, uh, was he on the Young Comic deal that you were on? Am I... No, Louis wasn't on that. No, he, no, I think he was at one point, though. Not, uh, Not the you, one you, you were mean on. the same one I was on. I, that's, that is I what I meant. I think he was on, maybe. I'm so self-absorbed and, and focused on my own issues. Yeah. It's very hard for me to remember Louis C.K.'s history. Although he'll be happy to tell you, <laughs> I discard my jokes before I write them. He throws his out after a year. After a year. I won't even write them anymore. <laughs> that's how current I am. You. <laughs> I won't even write them. That's how in the moment I am. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're afraid now. You're afraid. You're afraid because you're afraid. No, you're not afraid, but you're afraid for me, maybe. But you're you, you won't won't weigh in on this Louis C.K. thing because she's gonna. You think you want him on the on the one laugh pot on the no no laughs allowed podcast. <laughs> The annoying laugh show. Does he come on uh, to, uh, on the other show? Yeah, yeah, he's been on the morning show. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, let's not burn any. Back let me when he, burn the bridges. Yeah, yeah. No, you know he used to used to perform at Acme. Now he's now he big per- time. Now he performs in in uh, on planets. He'll be on Mars. He'll be performing on Mars. Coming up in how many episodes of his show are you? Will you be appearing on this season? I don't think there's any place I can turn in show business for a friendly hand. Out, yeah, yeah. Can't go to Dane Cook when things are tough. Not he go. put Dane. You know, he put Dane on his show. Yeah, he had that thing where he confronted them, kind of a thing. Yeah. You know what? I take back everything I've said about everything. <laughs> I don't want any of this what I've said here to go out today. Just the part where, just the part where I was fumbling for what the word for u- polyurethane was. What did we find out it was? Turpentine. That's right. I think Bassetracin. Bassetracin. I toured briefly in the early 80s as Bassetracin. <laughs> you can make anything funny by adding the concept that you toured with it or you had a book or an album of that name. Yeah, yeah. Band name. I feel like every show I've ever done, I started out strong, and now it's I'm down to not that funny, and in a few minutes it'll be like, when is this going to end? With the, uh, I get it already. He's annoying. <laughs> I get it. He's grading G R E A T I N G. I really want a copy of this. I are people still listening for the mystery laugh because it's coming up. <laughs> hey, can I have a copy of this? And I'm not kidding this time, as if the rest was funny. But can you add? Can I have a copy of it with a laugh track, like from the old I Love Lucy show? That's what I would prefer. <laughs> What do you think they should do with uh, Joe Paterno's statue? Did I really say what my mother said? Not said here, that, you oh, didn't. My mother said last week, uh, she was reading the paper, I came downstairs, because I was visiting her, obviously. I don't live with my mother. I said, she says to me, things are looking worse for Paterno. <laughs> how, how much worse, Mom? He's dead. How much <laughs> more dead could he be? Uh... Do you, okay, so what, what was the I'm writing a note to myself. Note to self. Don't make notes to self. Um, Circle that so you don't forget. Oh, you mean the, the, the statue on the campus? Yeah. It's the, big, uh, it's the big talker these days. What are they going to do with the statue? Are they going to tear it down like they, like they did uh, Saddam Hussein's and kick the head around? Or maybe someone will draw a mustache on it? Or did they just leave it and say, oh, this is a, in honor of a guy that was a fine coach? You know, there's nothing... Whether they leave the statue or take it away, uh, it's, I, I think the outcome is not going to be good for that uh, organization over there and anyone who was involved in the organization. What, do I sound like a spokesman for the news people? <laughs> I have no comment at this time about the Joe Paterno situation. Please refer that to my lawyer, to my fake entertainment lawyer. Please refer all matters about Joe Paterno to my entertainment lawyer, and he will tell you if he can get the rights to the subject. Your life coach will be here in moments to answer that question. Get out get out there. Get out there and live. Come on. What did I say? Get out there and get to hitching. Get out there and get to hitching. What did I say? Keep your face up, smile, and pretend that you're not dead inside.
There you go. Give me, and give me $3,000, life coach. <laughs> I'm a life general manager. Uh, what Kevin James movies would you recommend I see? Well, that's a dilemma. Really? And that was a joke about one of his movies called The Dilemma, which you didn't remember because how could you remember Kevin James? I can't even reference an old Kevin James movie because they're so forgettable that I that you there's no way to remember that he made a movie, the long-awaited Kevin James Vince Vaughn a vehicle was the dilemma. I would recommend that one because I haven't seen it. Okay, so I would say it's got to be better than. I've seen, I would say I've seen the entire movie, Paul Blart, uh, Mall Boredom. <laughs> I've seen that yeah. all the way through because I I've not. seen it on cable. It is, it is worse. What is worse than horrendous? What is worse? It's almost, it almost would make you, I would keep somebody who was uh, um, very depressed away from it. It could push you in really? towards total. Really? Uh, you would just be you wouldn't be able to get off the carpet there's no uh, no reason to continue after that on the bright side he has done uh, that movie the zookeeper which nobody saw no nope. everybody hated and even the animals who eventually you know because they did teach actual animals to talk <laughs> yeah and that's the way they make that those e-trade baby things uh Pete Holmes comes up with the copy, but then they they have to show the babies have to do how to do it. I don't know what I'm saying. I think I may have lost. I think I may have lost uh, the tra- uh, my comedy thread. I would recommend. And is there any other movie? What's your favorite Kevin James movie? Let me turn the ball back on you. Mm, I've I think I've only seen the one where they're uh, gay couple firefighters or something. Adam That's Sandler. Not a- that's an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a whole... Okay, now we're talking about a different category. Yeah. You're, now you're talking about... your gro- Was he in Grown Ups? I don't know. I think he might have been in Grown Ups. Let's say Ups. yes. Was he Jack or Jill in Jack and Jill? No. <laughs> Let me get this straight. He was the hill, actually, he was that the they hill. fell down. Let me get this straight. Adam Sandler plays his sister in that one, right? Uh-huh. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> You don't have to say one more word. No. Sign deal. Yeah. Did you see That's My Guy? Adam Sandler was the father of Andy Samberg. Oh, nope. Missed nope. that one, too. And we'll be back with movie reviewers who have seen no movies after these messages from Sleep Number. <laughs> I can't get to sleep at night because my mattress is firm, but it's not quite as firm as I, I would like it. Just one or two numbers firmer. Well, you've come to the right place. I have a number steer. With my number steering wheel, I find I can adjust. I can't just my steer. When I, I couldn't live in a world. How could you live in a world that has only three positions for your steering wheel? Now, with the sleep number. Well, why would it be? <laughs> now, with the sleep number steering wheel, you can fall asleep in comfort. <laughs> With your hands exactly at 10 and 2. Hands-free steering wheel. I keep my hands at 10 and 2. When I masturbate! <laughs> That's how large my penis is! Did you get it? They're doing their own sound effects. <laughs> Derek has sound effects that just he can hear. Yeah, it's he perfect. He's a tiny drummer. I'm going to read something to you. I want to get your response, Mr. Kindler. Do I need... Okay, all right. Roseanne Barr is following in the footsteps of the likes of Charlie Sheen and Pamela Anderson. She's the latest celebrity to receive her own Comedy Central roast. 
It's uh, going to be on August 12th. What do you think of that? Roseanne. Well I, like, well, I don't like the roasts. I like the idea of roasting, but I don't want. I don't want to see. Uh, you know, like they didn't they roast Carol Bear Sager or who they roast <laughs> Pamela Anderson. I don't want to see. And also, I was involved in the in the second Chevy Chase roast, where I had to follow Lisa Lampanelli. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, I got cut out of it. It was started at seven o'clock at night. By the time I went on. It was almost midnight. It was a the only gig I've ever done that was in the danger of going into a second day. <laughs> and I had to follow Lisa Lampanelli when Christopher Reeve was alive. She was doing her Christopher Reeve chunk. Oh, no. And I had to follow her. I can't even follow her in conversation. <laughs> so I don't like – I'm not a fan of those kind of roasts, but I do like Roseanne, though. Yeah. Oh, you do like Roseanne. I do like Roseanne. I'm a Roseanne I was, fan. I was wondering. I had no idea. I had no idea either I way. I think that Your show thoughts? was great, Roseanne. Yeah? The show? Was what? that two, that's before your time? It is not. Oh, because I don't have a wise-ass answer? Oh, I'm the bad guy now? You know, there's a serious side to me. There's a deep side to me. Sensitive. Romantic, even. What does that mean? I bet you were a fan of uh, her TV show, Roseanne's Nuts. I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was it. Where she has a nut farm. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah. I, I meant the, I meant the first show. Yeah, Roseanne. Let's let. What am I on trial? What? <laughs> Defend yourself. <laughs> Defend yourself. So yeah, she's doing it. They've, 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 you've only done the one roast, and you got cut out. What's your soup number when you're eating soup? <laughs> don't you find that sometimes it's, it's, you want it hotter, but you don't want it like a, <laughs> um. Did you, I'm sorry, you said what was my favorite roast? When I heat up soup, I have two daughters. When I heat up soup for my daughters, right. uh, it's it's too hot. So then they make me put ice cubes in it, and then it's too cold. <laughs> Remember when Ice Cube was Ice Cubes? That's the way he changed his name briefly. What up, Cubes? Remember when he was Ice Tray for a brief period? I missed that. Sometimes, I just want to say, we haven't told the people in the room not to laugh. <laughs> so when you hear complete silence That's not because we saw Crew, crew, please that, that, No that, laugh track, crew That was the uh, That was all the questions you had? No, no you the more. creaky door sc- right. scared people away We're going to go back to one of your buddies uh, I'll read this one Dane Cook will make his non-comic On stage debut Hold your, oh, oh, yeah. hold, uh, hold your comments Dane Cook will made, hit, make his and I didn't write this. This is straight from some website. He's going to make his non-comic onstage debut in a starry weekend run of The Producers at the end of July in Los Angeles. Cook is set to play the role of Franz Liebkind alongside Richard Kind, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and Rebecca Romaine. Hey. Since Cook hates controversy, it makes sense that he's easing his way into theater as the ex-Nazi springtime for Hitler scribe. If Dick Cheney heard this, he would use this method of torture over waterboarding. <laughs> you have a, we have a choice. We can we can make you feel like you're drowning, or you can watch Dane Cook in a stage production of The Producers. Oh my God! Please, not the stage production of Dane Cook. I'll tell you anything. You live in. I'll LA. tell you everything. You live in L.A., right, Andy? I do live in L.A. Yeah, I could be there, but I'm going to be in Montreal that week. But how long is the run? Uh, well, you know, I, I bet it's one of those things they'll say it's just uh, two weekends, but then it'll be so popular by popular demand. Yeah. Oh. They'll, wait till, they'll wait till Andy Kindler gets back in town. Is he going to change the words, too? Like, it's a situation. He's going to say stuff like that. 
we got a Hitler situation. Did, that doesn't sound like Did it. they wear sleeveless shirts in that in the original? Did they have a lot of hair product in the original producers? <laughs> sleeveless shirts. I got another one here. Uh, comedian Sarah Silverman is making an admittedly indecent proposal to a billionaire Republican backer in the hopes of enlightening people to the realities of campaign financing, as well as shocking quite a few more. In a YouTube video posted uh, just this week on Monday, Silverman proposes that if Las Vegas casino tycoon Sheldon Adelson gives 100... Adel- I think it's Adelstein. Sure, Adelstein. <laughs> I know every Jew. <laughs> <laughs> related as well, he gives. Maybe uh, it is Adelson. I'm sorry. He gives uh, if he gives 100 million that he pledged to Mitt Romney uh, to Barack Obama's campaign. Instead, she'll engage in some racy behavior with him. What is she doing? What, what is do you this? mean? She'll sl- like she will sleep with him? Or what? have you have you not heard this one? You've heard this one because I offer, I would sleep with that. Sh- what's his name again? Uh, Shell Edelstein. I'd sleep with him for free. <laughs> it's sexy that what he's got going on. Right wing rich guy. Ooh. Um, she's not, uh, if, she, well, he's not gonna, I don't think she should be, she, I have to do that, but I'm glad she's bringing attention to that, to the, the, uh, is she bringing attention to that or to herself? Well, you know, we all, our goal as comedians is to somehow work everything that we're doing uh, <laughs> to promote to, yourself, to promote ourselves. Correct. Yeah, I, even when I talk to my mom, I tell her <laughs> at the end of the conversation, Tell a couple of friends. <laughs> if you liked this conversation. If you like this conversation, call Aunt Charlotte and tell her I'm going to be on Bob's Burgers this weekend. You know what I'm saying? I love you, Mom, but I've got to do my plugs. I always ask my mom uh, to make sure to remember to plug my stuff. Is the neighbor's D- VCR set? Are we ready to go? <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Letterman. Tell me, tell me something I don't know about David Letterman that you know from working on a show here and there. Let me see something you don't know that everyone know that you don't know. Uh, I don't know if I could except that he's the greatest. So man, I'm, I always he's like a. It's so hard for me to talk about him because I'm so like thrilled to be on the show that whenever I talk about it, it sounds I sound goofy. That's okay. I sound like a goofy puppy dog. Yeah. He enjoys. Uh, he enjoys premium. He he has a sleep. A lot of people don't know this. David Letterman has a sleep number bed. What's his number? That I cannot reveal. Uh, You've gone too far. I'm. I will reveal that I get nervous sometimes I'm on the show because I want him to. It's. It's great. There's no thing better than to make him laugh sitting next to him. I can't even imagine. So that the is thrill that would, that would be. So I'm not incredible. encouraging people to try and do that. Right. <laughs> I mean, except comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, all the regular people. How did you ever the start- regular people? What's that? How did you ever start doing that on his show? I I had done the show once in '96. And then I and I wasn't on for, and I was very nervous, so I don't think it went. I didn't feel like it went that well. So I did it four years later, and when I did it four years later, I made a joke like I was here in '96. I'm here again. I can't live on this kind of money. And he, I think, so I kind of built up. Like I think then I, I got more in the flow of things. And then in 2005, I did a set that was one of those things where the crowd liked it, and I liked. It. And then after that, because he he his company called me because of him to see if I wanted to be involved and that's and since then I've done various I've been involved in various capacities <laughs> uh, man on the street stuff you're not like going to the Olympics or anything are you no but I've been to like super, I've been in a couple of Super Bowls I did some Yankees spring training yeah um, I've done uh, a toy fair I almost got killed at a toy fair I, I got propelled off the back of a pogo stick 
and I landed on the cement floor. Really? It was terrible. I didn't see that one. It was terrible because I never had been on a pogo stick, and the new ones are like hydraulic. That's cheating. Sharper image. Sure, I don't think it was a sharper image. So, yeah, things like that. Holy crap. Wait, Josh, we're, uh, where are we at for time? <laughs> yeah, you got enough, right? Um, I just want to say to the people... No, I have a couple more questions. Oh, you have a couple questions? So, no, I'm just, sorry. Just, you just stop right there. I'm sorry. This is the segment that you really have been waiting for, and I, it's so perfect because uh, <clears throat> if anyone, if you listen to one show, this is the uh, eighth episode of the uh, podcast. Congratulations on being the eighth guest. Unbelievable. Yeah. Actually, not the eighth guest because some have had two. But in any case, <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, towards the end of each show, I pull out one of my old Playboys. Sweet. And uh, we go through and try to identify the stains on the pages. All right. No. I, we go through. Oh. <laughs> no, no. We go. Uh, I, I pick through some of the 20 questions that they do in each oh, uh, sure. episode of Playboy, and I ask the guests some of the questions. And the one I picked for today is from October of 2008. It's the uh, Girls Girls of the Big Ten episode. Of course, we're in Big Ten country right here, so the University of Minnesota Gophers. But Do you subscribe? Not anymore. I did. You get them free now? Uh, no, I don't get them. <laughs> this is this is probably one of my most recent episodes. Why is your issues. Playboy laminated? <laughs> laminated is also something that will make will will spruce up any joke. <laughs> you, I, I had to take this out of my safety deposit box, so I have to bring it back as soon as we're done here. You'll never guess who they interviewed in this twenty questions. One of the stars of Entourage that you brought up earlier. Uh, Turtle? No. I don't know if you brought him up, but How he's could not Entourage. An interview happened that's not involving Turtle. That's all I want to know. I'm sure he's referenced in here somewhere. They interviewed, <clears throat> excuse me, Kevin Connolly. E. The Kevin Connolly. E. E. Is that his name on the show? I think so. Yeah. He was also in Unhappily Ever After, which was, I was writing promos for the WB, and that was one of the shows on there. Really? It was like a show that was like Married with Children. No, I know what it was with yeah. uh, Bobcat. Stephanie Hodge. Bobcat. Did the voice of the, whatever that, right the uh, talking thing rabbit had uh, Nikki Cox was on there yeah. and then uh, uh, Kevin. Con- uh, this is this is I'm just tr- working on my TV trivia character. Yeah, I'm gonna guess A. Is that correct? Uh, so this was an interview they did of Kevin Connolly, and uh, so now I'm gonna ask you okay, the I'm questions ready. the Playboy posed to Kevin. Connolly. I am ready to do this. All right, let's do this. If uh, if we're to believe TMZ, you're out on the town every night, <laughs> Andy Kindler. What's your typical evening like? Well, at around eight o'clock, I throw on some cologne, <laughs> and by eight thirty, I uh, I lock the door from the inside, <laughs> and I watch four hours of Real Housewives of various areas. Perfect. I have a uh, I have a lovely. To, a mix. I have like a wine cooler uh-huh. from the nineties. Boone's Farm, Bartles and James. I have some Bartles and James, and uh, my wife and I we enjoy the frozen egg rolls. Mm. They, they're good, and uh, we have a Wetzel pretzel, and then we we, we pack it in. I put on the uh, I put on the farmer's outfit. She dresses as a corn stock. <laughs> And you get to shucking, and then we get the shucking going. We play hee haw. <laughs> the neighbors complain. 
Cut back on the hee-hawing over there. <laughs> All the heeing and the hawing with the hee-hawing. That is uh, a lot different than Kevin Connolly's answer. So g- congratulations. <laughs> uh, for a long time, Andy, you and Nikki Hilton were a couple. Remember that? Oh, uh, yes. What happens when you see her now? It's fine. Ever since I've been dating Shelly Sheraton, <laughs> my life has been changed. I only date women who are named after hotel chains. <laughs> I'll never forget when I dated Ro- Anne Superate. Rhoda Ramada. Rhoda Ramada. When I dated when I dated Sally Extended Stay America, <laughs> I thought my life would be fulfilled. I'm back, baby. Funny Andy's back to close out the podcast. Forget about that meandering twenty minutes where you wanted to kill me and your computer device. No throwing computer devices. I got one more here. I'm ready. How much of Entourage, your TV show, is based on real-life Hollywood stories? It's exactly the way it is in Hollywood. Is it? We walked out. First of all, we're constantly on cell phones. Yeah. We're constantly high-fiving. Yeah. We're constantly angry, and somebody better, by 7 o'clock, or heads will roll. <laughs> Every woman is semi-clad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a hip-hop... Uh, rap soundtrack that just is played throughout the entire city mm-hmm. no matter where you go you everyone's friends with Jeremy Piven everyone's everyone hates Jer- I mean friends with Jeremy Piven <laughs> and uh, it ends up in in, uh, in fake Harvey Weinstein's pool <laughs> fake Harvey Weinstein fake. that's not really Harvey Weinstein ladies and gentlemen who yeah. plays him for those of you who are like hey how'd they get Harvey Weinstein how'd they get James Cameron they called his phone. That's how they did. Hey, James Cameron, how would you like to make do a project where it's more, uh, about you again? I'll be there. My wife got very upset. Hmm? Not very upset, but that James Cameron, where he's going into the deep. You know where you know he's going into a submarine. Uh, yeah, the movie. No, he's doing yeah movie, but he's also doing it as like oh, he's really research doing it. or something. Yeah. So she sees some special about it. The special is all about him. She wants to see what's down in the ocean. Oh, but it's not about- James Cameron oh. down in the ocean. Right out there, some fantastic stuff. He doesn't talk that way, but imagine if he did. <laughs> I'm James Cameron, and here's the way I talk, like Tony Curtis. Why am I? Was I never made it as an impressionist? Hey, Michael Winslow, do a. It's very annoying. Can you do something? Can you give me? Would it be inappropriate to ask Michael Winslow to do white noise? <laughs> Is that wrong now? Holy shit. That's, is that too edgy? That is freaking funny. See, that's the type of thing I want, Josh. That's the kind of thing I want in my edited down version. Also, I want a transcript. <laughs> yeah. And I would like the club to provide another comic to do my weekend shows. <laughs> too busy recording it perfect all right uh we're pretty much done here where can people um find more information on you andy Kindler? well my website andykiller.com and as i'm proud to say never changes nothing new there's no it doesn't won't, you won't get frightened oh what's that a new, a new date just like you always found it peaceful quiet get a nice rest at my website yeah i'm on twitter my handle is andy kindler yeah which i thought was very clever good job 
Next week, if you're in Montreal, I'm hosting the Alternative Comedy Show at midnight, Wednesday through Saturday, for you people in Montreal. And then I'll be on episodes of Bob's Burgers and then something like that and good things. Then later on in the year, amazing stuff. And I close out the year with I can't even talk about it. It's so big. No, you told me about it. We're just not. We're just, I can't talk about it. No. All right. Perfect. This was a lot of fun. Andy, thank you. And uh, thank you. No, thank you. Next week, the guest is Matt Fugate. So uh, after you listen to this episode. I will listen to the next episode. There you go. I will listen to every episode of No Laugh Track Podcast. <laughs> it is my favorite podcast. I don't know why I'm doing the computer voice. Press one if you're tired of Andy Kindler. Press two if you're tired of Andy Kindler in Spanish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Ba 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 da bum. Ah!